listening to the Husker Online Show, your authority on Nebraska athletics. I'm from the Midwest. I'm from Minnesota, so I'm familiar with the Big Ten and a uh, huge football fan when I was a kid. So I, I know uh, Nebraska-Iowa is a huge game, and um, we've obviously went over that and reiterated how big this game is. And like always, you got to take one game at a time. And this is, this is our one game, and we're going to treat this like the most important game. I think we're going to come out ready. And welcome back here to the Husker Line Show. Final segment of the show. That was graduate transfer wide receiver Levi Falk in his first Heroes Trophy game as he came here from South Dakota. Uh, but as you heard, a Midwest guy knows the importance of this week. And closing the show here now, we're going to bring in Nate Klaus as we'll talk some recruiting here. Nate, I want to get right to the Class A State Championship game. Obviously, you got to watch the game. I was there um, at Westside, and, and I think we both saw the same thing. Uh, Cole Payton... When you watched his performance and his play in that game, that that was kind of the recruiting storyline now of the week. Did Nebraska, A, miss out on Cole Payton? B, did they pick the wrong quarterback in-state between him and, and Harburg at Kearney Catholic? And C, is there a way to make it work maybe with Cole Payton? I mean, those are all the questions I think all of us have right now. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, after being able to watch Cole Payton – um, all season long. I mean, he, he had an unbelievable senior year. Uh, and you could see it last year as a junior, you know, as, as he led that West side team to, uh, to a state runners up finish And Um, yeah, you know, I, I think they did miss the boat there. I mean, you're talking about a six, three, 215 pound athlete. Uh, I don't care. I mean, you strip, take the position away. I mean, he's, I think he's an athlete that could help your, your football team in, in some way. Uh, now, would he want to be, you know, the second quarterback in a class? Did Nebraska take the wrong in-state quarterback? I don't know. Um, I'm, I'm not willing to to go ahead and, and say that. But there's no doubt in my mind that uh, he, he's a phenomenal player, and I think he's going to do great things at North Dakota State. If, if Nebraska did come into the picture late with him, um, I it's it's – I've been led to believe that he would stick with um, North Dakota State, that uh, that he would that he would honor that commitment, um, and not necessarily because he's uh, totally you know kind of put off by Nebraska that maybe they didn't didn't uh, recognize his talents earlier, uh, but but mostly just because of you know that's. Uh, kind of the right thing to do that he's uh, uh, would be sticking with the team that, that did uh, kind of come to the table. We're, we're one of the first bigger teams to, to offer him. And, and I mean, shoot, you can't argue with the success that that program has had with the quarterback position either. You're listening here to the Husker Line Show as we talk recruiting with Nate Klaus. And Nate, you could also argue that a lot of this goes back um, to the restrictions COVID has put on recruiting. I mean, Nebraska really hasn't had a chance to see Cole Payton a lot in person. Obviously, they didn't have it at a camp this summer. I'm not even sure last summer if they really evaluated him all that heavily when he was in Lincoln. I assume he went to their camp. I don't actually know that um, when he was going into his junior season. Um, but the bottom line is they didn't really get to see Cole Payton. They didn't get to talk to him a lot because of COVID. And you know, there's going to be a lot of that in recruiting. There's going to be guys that fall through the cracks because people didn't get to see these kids in person or spend time with them on their campus and eyeball them. And Cole Payton may be one of those guys right here in our own backyard. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. I, I think that, you know, in a normal year, um, I think what Nebraska probably would have done, and, and 
they even talked with, at least with Harburg about it, that, hey, you need to come to camp and you need to throw for us in person. And we need to, you know, we want to we want to work with you, be hands on with you and, and see you throw in person. And, uh, um, you know, and he was totally on board with that. He was planning on going to, the, to their, their quarterback camp or, or the Friday Night Lights or whatever and uh, working out for the staff and everything. And I think in a normal year, what probably would have happened is you probably would have had Harburg and Peyton working out side by side and, um, you know, kind of, kind of go all the way back to Nick Stoltenberg, Harrison Phillips type of people where it, it seemed like when those two guys were working out at, at Nebraska's camp, it was, um, they were both kind of trying to earn one scholarship and, um, you know, I, I think I, I just have this feeling that that's what it would have been like. And, uh, obviously, with the with COVID and the the recruiting dead period that was put into place because of the pandemic, you know that that never happened. And um, so Nebraska was, you know, they had to kind of make a tough decision. And um, and this is taking nothing away from from Heinrich Harburg. I, I think you know he's a phenomenal athlete himself. He's six five. Um, you know, he's got tremendous speed and um, and a ton of skill as well. So I mean, um, and he's he's a great player too. But uh, I do think things would have been drastically different, um, you know, wh- when it comes to recruiting, not just the quarterback position, but a lot of in-state players, I think, kind of missed out on an opportunity to be able to to be seen by Nebraska and a bunch of other schools. Nate, what's funny is Harburg was actually at that game on Friday night, um, a group of those commits. I want to say Thomas Fedoni was there too. Um, and they said hi to me along the fence. I just didn't even think – they couldn't get in the stadium. They were watching the game outside the fence at Phelps Field, that west side, um, you know, getting a, a chance to see Teddy and, and Kobe Brett playing that game in person. Yeah, that's and that's pretty cool. Uh, and that kind of speaks to – how, how tight knit this, this group of commits are, um, you know, especially the, the regional, the in-state guys and the regional guys that, I mean, a lot of these guys work out together. A lot of them, um, you know, we're, we're on a seven on seven or we're planning to be on a seven on seven team uh, together this, this past spring. And, um, you know, so that's, that's pretty cool that, that all those guys were there to, to check out the, the class A game. And, um, you know, especially Harburg who drove from Kearney, uh, all the way to to Omaha to to check that out and and to, to spend with Thomas and and some of those other guys. Nate, I got to ask you this now too. Obviously, social media is a big part of recruiting. It's probably the biggest part of recruiting now without on campus visits. And during that game on Saturday uh, against Illinois, you, you saw some tweets that maybe raised some red flags with current commits. Are you worried at all right now, especially if things really take a turn here over these final three games on some of these guys signing in December? Yeah, no, I'm not really worried about it. Um, I've had an opportunity to to talk with with a handful of the commits and and have a pretty good relationship and feel for things with with a lot of guys and and uh, you know there's definitely some frustration, but more than anything, it's it's kind of a with these guys at least it it's more of a motivation um, instead of uh, you know in the years past and we've been for several times. Uh, in years past, you know, when, when there's an ugly game or where there's a rough patch uh, in a season, you know, you, you can kind of get a sense for, oh, man, um, things, things are about to, to go off the deep. Um, and that's we're, – we're far, far from that with this group of guys. They're, they're motivated to get on campus 
the large majority of these players are going to be enrolling early and, and they're, they're motivated to get here and get to work. Uh, I know Thomas Fedoni was extremely fired up about the Illinois game. Um, and not because he, he doesn't know, you know, not because he's questioning his commitment to Nebraska. He's fired up because he wants to get here and get to work to make sure that again. Yeah. Nate, um, and you broke that down earlier last week. I mean, of the commits right now, how many, what, what's the 70, 75% of these guys are going to be here in January. Am I wrong? Yeah, for sure. And, um, of the current 20 commits are going to be enrolling early and as many out of the 20. Um, and then of course you've got the, uh, the graduate transfer, Chris Kalor, uh, who's going to be, um, you know, graduating from Northern Iowa and enrolling early. So, uh, so you got as many as 17 out of, out of 21 guys that, that are going to be, potentially be on campus early as early enrollees, which, um, you know, I don't recall a time where there's been more early enrollees or potentially as, as many enrollees as, as what we're going to see this year. All right. Well, lots to follow. Uh, I'll be in Iowa City um, covering the game against Iowa. Plenty of basketball as well. Nebraska basketball had three games this week, and Robin will have you covered on that. And Nate and the guys will keep you up to date as we are closing in on that December signing day. Thanks again for joining us this week on Husker Online, your authority on Nebraska athletics.